Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And I'm out there in that tree uh, in you know, that time, that five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, and then the other supplemental times on top of that um, just to find myself at the end of the day and, and shut down the other voices that are crowding into my head that are telling me, you know, BS, you know, I have no value. I have no purpose. You know, everything I do stinks, whatever's going on here. I suck at this. I'm bad at that. You know, all the stuff that can kind of start creeping in when you're, when you're saturated with other voices, you know? Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Oh, Obsession Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode driven by our friends over at Ridge Rock Hunt Company, and I'll talk more about them at the end of the episode in our sponsor segment. I'm Sam with Fall Obsession, your podcast host. Thanks for joining me. This week I'm on with a special guest, first time joining us on the podcast. Um, He's with an organization called Heart Support, and that's Mr. Dave King. Dave, welcome to Fall Obsession Podcast. Well, great to be here. Uh, Sam and I were just talking about it. Uh, Love the name Fall Obsession and and vibrantly share the, the concept. (laughs) <laughs> yes sir absolutely yeah we're uh it it definitely encompasses what we're all about in just a, a couple short words for sure so we're we're happy to carry that title for sure yeah but, but dave to to kind of get things started for us um as i as i just mentioned you're with an organization called yep. heart support tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys are doing over there at heart support yeah, great, Sam. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for having us on. Um, so, yeah, I'm an executive director of uh, of an organization called Heart Support. Um, it, you know, really launched as a, kind of a suicide prevention um, initiative. You know, maybe ten years ago. So, you know, I was actually working for my own not for profit in that same vein, 
Um, I was coaching uh, varsity high school basketball and football and just was noticing actually girls fast pitch softball as well. I uh, noticed um, just, a, you know, a mental health becoming uh, quite a quite a um, front uh, front edge uh, issue with a lot of young folks. Um, and I started a not-for-profit and part of what we did was uh, a big music festival every year, free music festival. Uh, just invite kids in just to have a day off and we just kind of, you know, give kids un, un, uh, unconditional love. And and uh, lo and behold, I, ban- I book a band uh, called August Burns Red. Uh, and okay. It's a hardcore show. ABR is just a big, you know, big band. Uh, and uh, their frontman Jake Lures and I just, uh, you know, kind of hit it off right from the get-go. I up booking them uh, four different times uh, and Jake and I uh, just just hit it off we, we found we were just you know aligned and you know kind of our our heart for the community our heart for the kids uh, and um, you know I kind of helped right from the get-go kind of help them kind of put together the board and things for heart support while I was doing uh, my own thing over at iMatter and then um, and then 2018 heart support had grown to the point where they uh, they needed a little more season at the helm and you know, Jake brought me on board to run the executive director role here at HeartSport in 2019. And, um, you know, you're, well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, you know, it, we've progressed into, uh, into, into, you know, kind of coast to coast, north to south, kind of a national organization, really grown in, um, in you know, kind of our impact and our influence. And, and the short of it, Sam, is we're, we're kind of a bunch of, you know, A personalities that are tired of burying our kids and tired of burying our friends at the end of the day. I mean, um, you know, I'm a veteran. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, you know, hang around some, some lions, some veterans, uh, that, um, you know, we're pretty, we're, we do a lot of life with and, um, and, um, and, you know, we know the stats, right? So, I mean, you know, I love, we did a podcast last night with, uh, Tulam from, from, uh, um, Ronin Tactics and Terry Hewen, who's a SEAL Team 6 guy, 20-year SEAL Team 6 guy, was in on the Captain Phillips raid and, or, uh, you know, uh, incident there. And then, uh, and then my close friend, Command Sergeant Major Don Mack. And what we're all talking about is, uh, you know, we might be all a personalities and out woodsmen and kind of, you know, you know, not necessarily self-described tough guys, but, but, you know, you know, we take, we, we tend to be, you know, mentally a little bit what we think is a little bit tough. Uh, and what we're all finding is, uh, that, um, you know, we all have to take care of our mental health and we have to take care of our approach and, and our hope. And we're, we're losing guys and, and, and young people that, um, that really we don't need to lose. So we're all uh, we're all coming together to say enough is enough. We're tired of burying our kids and we're tired of burying our friends. And uh, we're building a um, kind of a rapid response network, both on the platform side of things through uh, social media and different events there. And, you know, we run a master class on triaging wounds and, and kind of recovering from trauma. As you know, our war veterans are coming home and having to deal with some stuff, uh, you know, stuff they saw over there. You know, veterans tend to see things and smell things and hear things that come back to haunt them later on. And so we're, uh, we're, we're building kind of a rapid response team. We're there building inner circles and tribes, um, you know, uh, you know, a group of folks of, of guys that, you know, can open up and share about the things that, uh, that that's going on inside. Uh, it's not really what, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 60 years old. It's not the culture I grew up in. You know, I grew up in a culture that is, you know, silent, tough guys. Right. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's really not working. Right. Um, we've all had loss. I've had some pretty tragic loss and I've found that, uh, that, you know, I, I, I just didn't have as, as much as of a tough guy football, you know, bow hunting veteran army guy as I thought I was. Um, I was struggling inside really with dealing with, uh, with, uh, with loss. And, um, so we're, we're, we're banding together. 
I'm going to do something about it. It's not really awareness. We're all aware that veterans are struggling. Uh, we're in the do it something about it stuff. And, you know, um, you know, that's kind of the organization, um, two tiered approach, uh, platform side of things. So we have kind of support walls and resources available on our platform. Uh, and I've got a really strong team that oversees that. Uh, I personally oversee and Jake, uh, the lures, uh, the, you know, the August Burns red front man personally oversees more of a flesh on flesh approach where we're building relationship one to another and kind of leading the way for guys to say, Hey, let's develop an inner circle, kind of an SOS team. So when we're feeling low, we can kind of hit our SOS and, and, um, and, you know, have our brothers kind of stand right there with us and walking us through it. Cause, cause I mean, bottom line is, um, you know, life can throw us some pretty tough stuff. And, and, uh, I think our mental, our mental, our mental health is a really important thing. It shows up in our family and our job and our workplace and our own heart, mind and soul. So, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're very aggressive, uh, very proactive and, uh, very committed one to another, you know, being family brothers, instead of talking about what divides us all the time, maybe we can talk about what unites us, you know, and, and you're in my case, we're going to, we're going to, I'm sure rally around bow hunting. Yeah. Right? So, uh, and I will say a little plug on that. I mean, I'm glad to do this with you guys. I mean, veterans, a lot of them are picking up archery, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the first thing I got, my friend Mac was a brand new Matt Matthews bow. Um, and I'm a, I'm a Hoyt guy, right? So it was, uh, it was a big stretch for me, but I got a good deal on a Matthews bow. So I, <laughs> I gave him a high-end Matthews bow, even though, even though it broke my heart to do it. <laughs> I'm a Matthews guy. <laughs> I got you. Man, that, that's awesome to, to hear what you guys uh, are doing. And, and like you said, the, the do something about it mentality behind everything. I'm, I'm very, I'm very familiar with the, the mental health aspect of everything, not from a veteran standpoint, but I'm a, a full-time outside of fall obsession, I'm a firefighter paramedic. So, and there's been a, a, a big push in our field as well to address mental health and to kind of, to, to get in front of it and definitely to, to do something about it, you know, in, in areas where it's needed because leading up into here recently in, in my world with that, it's been, um, a whole lot of suck it up and deal with it. And we need to trend away from that. And, um, so I, I can relate and I'm very, very appreciative of what you guys are doing over there for sure. Well, yeah, brother. And, you know, for what you do, thank you, right? One of the things we are incorporating into our veteran side of things is first responders. And it's mm -hmm. the same thing. And, you know, you'll hear from our guys right off the bat, whether your trauma is on the battlefield in a foreign soil somewhere off, you know, offshore uh, being deployed or whether your battles on the streets of America, um, what you see and have to deal with and smell is something you, you work through. So, you know, yeah. you know, big heart gratitude for what you're doing. Uh, we're here for you guys as well. So, um, you know, appreciate it that's, that's tremendous service well thank you much appreciated but um to, to back up your your spot on that um a lot of guys are picking up a bow or maybe just getting into more of a more of a therapeutic shooting with with firearms whatever it might be more you know marksmanship style stuff um really awesome to see that trend i know a ton of guys um personally that that that's their therapy or i mean for me even you know yeah. archery bow hunting hunting is my is my therapy you know i look forward to it every fall we were talking before the podcast about you know how much you hunt and everything too yeah. you know it, it, it it's there for all of us but um man 
I, I don't want to jump ahead or, or, or leave anything unaddressed. I know we'll, I know we'll get to all this and stuff, but, um, before we go too far off into hunting or archery or anything, um, there's, there's an event coming up yeah. actually down here in Texas, um, yeah. that you guys are, are a part of that, that benefits this, this mental health side of everything for veterans and first responders. Tell us a little bit about that event coming up at the end of March. Yeah, this is this is our first our first one doing this in, in Glen Rhodes, uh, Texas, at uh, Ten Triple X Ranch. Um, and if you know anything about that, you want to Google that ranch. It's an exquisite piece of property, uh, mm-hmm. um, one of the nicest pieces of property I've ever seen. And they're actually donating the ranch to us to pull this event off. Um, it's on March 25th and 26th. Uh, March 25th, we're just coming together to hang, uh, evening kind of banquet type thing, and it's it's casual, right? So I mean, the guys will be there in their jeans. We're not going to be there in tuxedos and and all that stuff. But uh, we've got um, we've got some um, um, some you know real you know uh, hardcore war fighters and trigger pullers coming. Good friends of ours, uh, Tulam from Roland Tactics. If you want to look at them as our keynote speaker for Friday night. And Don McAllister's command sergeant major from the 82nd Airborne, uh, retired, was, uh, I mean, he's the first command sergeant major I've ever met. And he's uh, very quickly turned into one of my closest friends, uh, period, on the earth. He's in my inner circle. We're actually in a, each other's inner circle. So he'll, he'll be there on Friday night as well, um, uh, just kind of sharing their experiences and kind of the importance of, you know, kind of building those those close-knit circles and people that you can trust and and actually taking time out of life to kind of you know enjoy one another uh you know we're uh we tend to be pretty hard working in this nation uh you know a lot of us guys and and uh and gals and and, and forgetting that self-care is important and these guys are going to focus on that too too has a great uh you know great story actually too long um, was uh, was born in Vietnam in 1970, I think, and when Saigon fell in 75, uh, left uh, left in a boat and was in one of these boats. And you know, I'm old enough to remember these things. Um, and a lot of these boats didn't make it. You know, they go through the Indian Ocean, and two and his mom survived the trip, and everybody on that boat didn't. Um, end up getting re- uh, rescued and then um, you know uh, you know brought to America and adopted by a Green Beret family at Bragg, and then at 12 years old, uh, two made a commitment just because of his background. His father was uh, 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 Arvin Ranger, uh, you know, killed by the Khmer Rouge. He made a, a deci- decision to help you know, uh, in his words, um, people that are oppressed. I mean, very similar to, you know, I, you know, I think the life kind of decision you have to make and what you do as EMT and a firefighter, hey, I'm going to give my life to help and others too did that at 12, uh, spent 25 years with the Green Beret and Special Forces. I think he did some stuff with Delta. Um, so he'll be there Friday night. And then the next day is the fun day. So like we have this kind of two-period approach, Sam, where, listen, we're going to work right? We're, 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 we're going to work, right? So we're going to, we're going to do the things we have to do. But part of this is building community. And so for the events that we do, we, instead of having like all this conference stuff where people are talking at people all the time, we're more focused on interaction and building lifetime uh, relationship. And um, so the next day is a fun day. We've got uh, R&R skeet shooting coming up from San Antonio, going to run a skeet shooting event for us from the shotgun side of things. So a hundred clay pigeons or, you know, sporting clays, I guess is what he's running there. And then we've got a 3D archery course uh, we'll set up and run, uh, and uh, and 3D uh, skeet as well. So we're, uh, I'll have uh, I'll have some uh, you know flu flu arrows there, and we'll uh, we'll shoot some uh, some 
you know, clay pigeons and the flu, uh, flu through arrow. And um, all of this goes to benefit the work we're doing. And then, you know, our, uh, we're collaborating with an organization called the Veterans Project. I really w- want to encourage your followers to look up those guys as well. Uh, Tim Kolsak, who runs um, the Veterans Project, uh, just preserves the legacies of our national war fighters. And I think you know Blake. So Blake uh, mm-hmm. uh, Blake would have big uh, Blake with that outfit for a while. They're just, uh, you know, they're really helping us point uh, you know, point the directions one to another, the veterans kind of our way. And, and they're, you know, you know, just, just, you know, doing great work inside the veterans community. And then Saturday night, uh, Saturday during the day as well. And this is kind of a cool thing. Not only are we going to have a 3d shoot. So when you come in, we'll be registered. You'll have uh, an opportunity to go through the shotgun and the 3d shoot. We'll have it. It's a day long event, but um, in there, there's also a couple hours of shooting instruction from uh, Terry Hohen, who's uh, 26 years seals in the seals. Most of it was six with uh, team six. And, um, and uh, again, was, uh, you know, lead sniper on the, on, on a couple of the things there. You can tell his own story. And then uh, uh, Rudy Reyes, uh, and who is, uh, you know, the movie operation generate or generation kill was made out of and his wife, Jade, who's also by his word, Jade is a better shot than he is. She actually teaches a uh, uh, handgun uh, firearm, um, um, instruction so they're going to do firearm instruction during that course of the day um and then that night uh micah fink is going to present at uh, at our dinner so it's you know we'll have a get together so we all all meals are provided dinner the 25th lunch the 26th uh, during the day and then uh just a you know, community dinner that night and then we'll hear from heroes and horses uh founder micah fink um and micah you know check out heroes and horses i mean we're you know, what we're doing is even, even, you know, like fall obsession. I and mean, we're, we're, we're just banding together people who have a heart for our veterans, for our youth. I mean, heart support is about kind of both um, veterans and youth, right? We're losing our kids. We're losing our veterans. You know, you know, for us, it's like, what kind of country are it's time to step up and do something about this. And, you know, we don't want, we really don't want to leave it up to even the government to do it. I'm not even sure it's the government's job. I think it's our job, yeah. right? It's my job to look after my friend. That's my job to look after my kids. And, and, you know, I said to a friend of mine the other day, if you and I call each other brothers and you lose a son and I don't, we're not brothers. So, you know, we're really building kind of more of a, you know, uh, kind of a, you know, I don't want to sound cultish because we're, we're certainly not that. But, right. uh, you know, kind of a brotherhood family kind of thing here. We're all in this together and, and really taking all the things that the culture is trying to divide us with and say, you guys go get divided over there. Uh, that, that you can worry about that stuff. We're, we're worrying about the fact that we're fellow Americans. We're brothers and sisters, regardless of the color of your skin, regardless of what you believe in, regardless of who you love, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you've done, what's been done to you. We're actually in this together and you guys fight it out over your, 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 you know, division stuff over there. We're, we're, we're out. We're, we're going to more worry about uh, taking care of one another, you know, and our kids. Yeah, Absolutely. So that, that that event is just off the charts, brother. I mean, it's the be- one of the best. I've done a lot of events. This is this is one of the funnest things I think I've ever been associated with. Awesome, very cool. Yeah, exciting exciting times. And that's March twenty fifth and twenty sixth of twenty twenty two. Yep. Okay. And how can people find it? Learn more. Sign up. All that good stuff. Yeah, great. Go right to uh, you know www.heartsupport.com backslash vets uh, you can find it any way you can find it if you go through um you know uh the veterans project as well but uh best way right through the heart support uh um, website uh you know go backslash vets has all the registration side uh on that 
Um, you know, if, uh, you know, if you have, uh, I will say this, if you have some, um, some peculiarities, in other words, if you know a gold star family or a veteran that you want to invite and there's money's an issue, just read DM me. Uh, you'll be able to find me davidhartsport.com and we'll work something out there. Um, cause we're, we're actually, you know, again, you know, this is a fundraiser to raise what we're doing here, but, but, you know, uh, uh you know, everything we do is impact driven first and we want to make sure if there's people that, uh, you know, just need to find some community, we have an avenue for them to be there as well. If you're an archer, come out and shoot, man. We are short archery teams. I'll tell you right now. All right. Uh, I think we're going to be okay on the shotgun side, but, uh, we're, we're weak on the archery side and, you know, I'm coming down with a team and I'd hate to win this thing with one team. <laughs> <laughs> There is prizes, raffles. We've got a rifle we're raffing off that was donated. We've got uh, some uh, fighting knives donated. We've got uh, gator sunglasses giving us some stuff. Uh, we've got some pretty cool uh, raffle items coming on there. So, you know, chances are you go there, you'll be leaving with some cool items. And they're, you know, we're not we're not shortchanging on the raffle side of things. It'll be it'll be some pretty cool stuff. We've got you've got some surprises coming on the raffle side too. Awesome. Uh, I'm trying to score some uh, some night vision stuff. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff, man. That and I mean, y'all are pulling out all the stops and going the whole nine yards with everything. It sounds like so, and that and that's the best way to do it. So ha- happy to hear it, and I definitely encourage our our listeners, especially if you're local, one of our local yeah. listeners here in North Texas, um, that might be interested in heading out there to to go check that out. And again, it's March 25th and 26th of 2022. So. Dave, I want to talk some some hunting and some archery with you. Um, yeah. But before we get into that, I just I want to I want to kind of just reiterate and just kind of bring it back again to the to the front of everybody's mind, just the the therapeutic effect that this kind of stuff has on individuals, and it doesn't even have to be a it doesn't even have to be a a military veteran a first responder hunting archery shooting is an outlet it is it is a huge huge therapeutic avenue for for anybody for for the the human being honestly we we all in today's world deal with so many so many stresses and and you know mental stuff some more so than others obviously but hunting is therapy and it, it's that way for for anybody out there. And I, I encourage I encourage folks if you're if you're a new listener, if you're a new hunter, yes, you are you hunt to put food on your table. That that is a that is a one of the ultimate goals. But for me, for example, I hunt to put food on my table. But I also I also go out there and I hunt to clear my mind to to get away to reset and there's something just absolutely special um about that not not everybody understands it you know um not everybody in my own life understands it even you know some people ask me why why are you going out there and just sitting out in the woods for days how's that fun it's needed it it is it is 100 percent needed for in for my opinion for anybody but especially for for folks that that have to deal with this so um i i just wanted to kind of bring that back to the the forefront of the conversation there briefly before we before we start talking hunting but um hunting is therapy and if if you haven't gotten to experience that yet then whether it's this event or there's, I know there's a ton of organizations out there that can help get people in the woods or 
us at Fall Obsession can can do what we can to help you too. But um, you, you got to try it, man. <laughs> if if you're new to it, and, and archery too, archery on top of everything. <laughs> you know, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I'd you know, I mean, even tag onto that. Um, you know, over over my life as I've had to juggle like everybody, just you know. Uh, I was a, you know, 70, 80 hour a week guy, right? So I had a career and then I coached on top of that. So I used to leave my house at three, four o'clock in the morning, get my day in forestry. I'm a forester by degree and then get to the gym by three, four o'clock. So I could, uh, I could coach there and then, you know, 30 hours a week uh, on coaching on top of that. And I had, I really had to learn, you know, I'm crowding 60 pretty hard. I really had to learn a way to turn off the noise. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so there's a couple of habits I have, you know, one of them is I tend to shut down my brain computer at 10 o'clock at night and refuse to keep it open up again till six the next morning. So I'll give that to my brothers and sisters out there. It's a, it's a good habit to get into. If you can start doing it, you know, try to try to shut things down at night. I found I wasn't solving anything when I'm fretting and stewing all night long anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's one, but the other is the predictable time I have, you know, in that fall, season right I, I already know my whole body knows I and mean, I'm you know I, I started bow hunting in 1975 um, you know my I married in 85 so 36 years and I told my wife I hunted and she you know she thought that meant I went out on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> so she's like when he I didn't know what hunting went right because uh, because for me the other part two to this for my own ability to deal with and and be productive in life right we get this one snapshot of time to steward this earth together and steward our lives together one to another and for me to be able to be effective and do that well i had to find ways to unplug and there's no other way i have it other than the time i have every fall um i, I tend to be a, a kind of a solo guy i mean i hunt with my crew but we're you know we we see each other in the morning if we're in camp we'll see you tonight mm -hmm. or it's just you know during the course of the season but we're not standing on top of each other when we're in the when we're out there on the archery side of things but just the way that I know that for maybe three, you know, weeks, four weeks, five weeks, I, I used to, I, I've been able to take like a month of November off after I quit coaching football. When I first thing I did when I quit coaching football was to, you know, nobody talked to me in November, and gone, <laughs> but it, it's that, that time and in, in, in reality that allowed kind of like, uh, allowed me to clear, right. And be able to think a little bit clearly, right. So I can get out there in that time and just, you know, communion with communion nature, be part of it. We don't, I don't know as, you know, you know, I, I would say I probably don't really hunt to put food on my table because that cost me about $200 a pound. If I looked at it that way, right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it is, it is because I'm part of it out there. I, I hunt because I'm a hunter. Uh, and, um, and I'm out there in that tree, uh, and you know, that time, that five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, and then the other supplemental times on top of that, um, just to find myself at the end of the day and, and shut down the other voices that are crowding into my head that are telling me, you know, BS, you know, I have no value. I have no purpose. You know, everything I do stinks, whatever's going on here. I suck at this. I'm bad at that. You know, all the stuff that can kind of start creeping in when you're, when you're saturated with other voices, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree more. You, you said it perfectly. Absolutely, 100%. So, Dave, tell me a little bit about your passion for bow hunting. We were talking before about, before we started recording, you know, about how long you've been a bow hunter. But, you know, there, I mean, bow hunters 
rifle hunters, anywhere in between, what is special about bow hunting for you? Um, you know, I probably led with, with, with the big kind of for me, the big part of it, but like you notice, I mean, it's, um, it's really the only thing in life that I have that, that I make sure that everything around me knows that that's going to be the priority come that time. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, you know, the, I mean, the challenge, I mean, there's so many components to it, right? So, so we, I do, I, you know, I, I do QDM here, so I'm pretty, you know, I do food plots. I, you know, I really get, it really allows me to give an outlet of a hobby, right? I, I tried, I guided for like 10 years. I did a, I was a horseback guide up in the Adirondack mountains for 10 years. And what I, what I, I had to quit doing it. Cause it, you know, it, when you take your hobby and turn it into your job, it quits to be in your hobby. And exactly what happened. I hated guiding, right? It was, <laughs> it was terrible. I kept getting these guys that just really didn't respect the outdoors. So for me, it's like, um, you know, you know, as a, as a man of faith too, I mean, I, I see this as this creation and it just gives me an opportunity to get away from the concrete and, you know, the pavement and actually be part of, of a world that a lot of people don't get a chance to see. You get to wake up with the woods, you get to go to sleep, go to bed with the woods, right? I mean, you know, we tend to be out there, you know, before dawn and see things that if you're not out there, you're just not going to see. Right. There's just no way to be out there with what happens out in the woods with Fisher and Wolverine and Badger and Bear and, um, you know, the things that move around at night and and the interaction between the, the different, you know, uh, predator prey species and the and, you know, all the all the things you get a chance to be part of. And and you, and always surprise every day is different. It takes remarkable patience. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, my best friend and I've been both, we've been bow hunting together for gosh, 25 years now. And he's one of the most impatient hunters I know. And I'm one of the most patient hunters I know. <laughs> so we, we actually feed off each other because he teaches me things because he gets, he gets, listen, if I'm not seeing things, I'm moving. I'm way too on the other side. So I'm just going to kind of take the wind, take the day off, and I'll hit this when it's a better time to do it. So, you know, you learn one to another. I mean, it's a camaraderie. Um, you know, you know, we do, we do a week of hunting camp and it's a time to go in the camp and, and, you know, you know, uh, just hang out and laugh and, and, uh, you know, you know, in the younger days we used to, we used to, you know, go in and hunt all day and then, you know, predator hunt at night and, you know, get to bed two, three o'clock in the morning and be up at four again. You know, now we go to bed earlier, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's that it's everything together, Sam. It's, it's the community out there. And it's the community um, of of your of your closest allies that you get a chance to experience things that you never experienced if you weren't out there. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this. Uh, you know, I've I've gone to Colorado three times. You know, uh, different friends every time, just chasing elk on public land, setting up a tent, and making every mistake known to mankind. Right? I mean, just you know, I should know the ther I should know how to play the thermals. Cause I've been bow hunting my whole life, but when you go into another region, you have to learn all these little set, set of dynamics that are no, even cl not close to similar up in the Northeast in the snow country. Right. Right. I mean, a lot of guys don't know what it's like to chase uh, white tails on snowshoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. And, and, and very well put, um, for sure. Another thing I wanted to, and I told you before we started, I was going to ask you about this um, because you you mentioned before, uh, you know, kind of the pregame that uh, you have a a caribou hunt coming yeah. up. Um, it, any of our longtime podcast listeners will may recall that that is like number one bucket list for me. 
Um, and I know this will, I'm assuming be your first time to, to get to do that. So, um, kind of obviously setting the stage for what's about to happen. Tell us a, a little bit about what you're excited about for a trip like that. Uh, well, like you, I mean, caribou and elk are probably the two probably tied for first. I, I probably would have said I want to chase caribou sooner uh, because I'm up here in the northeast and we've got caribou up in Labrador. We've got tundra caribou up there. But uh, up up here in uh, Labrador and, and Quebec, they kind of got it tied up. And one of the things, one of the, I would say, little pet peeves of mine is how expensive it has gotten to be able to go do this stuff. And in mm-hmm. the East coast, you just, you just can't do it. Right. So it's just, it's, you have to get a guides fees and all this other stuff. And to me, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, I'll even use travesty that we've, we've so commercialized, you know, something like caribou that um, we have to, you know, it has to, you know, cost us 10 grand to go, you know, cut caribou on. And, you know, I don't have that for me personally, I don't know as I'd want to do that. Right. For it, for me, I like, for me, what it is for me is it's me against them. And I don't really want to bring in a third party and say it's actually them against them, and I'm just here to pull the trigger. That's not my style. So, so I'm I'm like you. I'm I'm super stoked about the concept of of you know my godson's in flight school, twenty year old godson been bow hunting since he was you know five, and and you know in Pennsylvania you can start killing deer I think at eight. Charles has probably killed more deer than I have. For now. <laughs> I know since he's been eight, he's killed more deer than I have. So my, my godson's out there, uh, uh, you know, doing flight school in Anchorage. And so Larry and I are going to fly out, bring our bows and just do a do it yourself. Uh, you know, you know, hop up in his, uh, in his Jeep uh, with his, uh, you know, roof, uh, you know, roof tent and go into the backwoods of Alaska and, um, you know, we'll all do our homework. I mean, we haven't done much of it yet. Um, you know, I, I talked to Charles last night, so he's going to start sending me some maps and do the thing that we love to do, which is go into a place that we know nothing about and, you know, try to figure it out and, and prepare and read and study. And, um, and like you, I mean, I can see it in you. Cause, cause like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 58 and a lot of change. And this is the first chance I've had to get out there and chase these critters. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm giddy about it, bro. <laughs> I, I imagine. So I can, I, yeah, I can see it. And, and I have no doubt that I would hopefully will be, um, the same when, when it comes time for hopefully myself to get that opportunity. So well, I'll keep the Intel. Cause I mean, the big thing I'm like, for me personally, I'm really motivated to keep it, mm-hmm. um, as inexpensive as I can, you know, you know, and it, that represents something to me. I, I've gotten it down so I can do a bear hunt for fifteen hundred bucks. I can get out and chase elk for seventeen hundred bucks, including licenses, travel costs, food, the whole nine yards. And that's kind of what I'm looking at doing here. Yeah. Um, you know, keep it down to you know something manageable, um, where the cost is in the license and the transportation, not in the you know excess fees. Right. Um, and but, you know, you and I both know the only reason we can do that is because if we don't. If we're not successful and I don't have a rack on my way home, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, lose my my cool over it. Right. I, I know going in, this is a harder way to do it. And if we're unsuccessful, then so be it. Because mm-hmm. I don't define success on these types of things as a kill. I, I said I, it's the experience with my friend and my godson, and um, and that and that 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 amazing environment out there, and you know, and hopefully, you know find a way to deal with grizzly bears because I've, I've not had to deal with grizzly bears before yeah i've killed a bunch of black bears i get black i've got a lot of black bears black <laughs> bears all over i don't do much grizzly bear <laughs> i 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with grizzly bears. Be a, be a new challenge for you there, for sure. Yeah. I generally like to feel like the predator when I go out there. I don't like feeling like the prey. No. I'm pretty sure I had no. a mountain lion in behind me when I was elk hunting. And I got a, I got a, I've had felt like a prey a couple of times. One of the bears I killed was at uh, 10 feet, wounded bear, my cousin wounded, and it was him or me. And, um, you know, you know, God's grace, I was a hair quicker. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, so I've been to prey a couple of times. Uh, uh, but uh, I generally don't like feeling like the prey out there. <laughs> no, I would imagine not for sure. Well, I will have to um, later on the year after you go on your caribou hunt, we'll have to reconnect and and follow up and maybe maybe jump back on here and and hear about that trip because that that yeah. sound that sounds like a I mean obviously a once in a lifetime experience so that that's something to to capture for sure so well, I'll keep good notes bro and I'll I'll uh, I'll let you know I'll give you good intel I mean you know right from the cost right nine 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 you might find it's something you can probably make happen I understand there's places you can go up there with a four wheeler I've done that with uh, elk before so. Yeah, and and that's definitely something. I mean, to, you know, you you prove the point that if you do the research and everything, you you can go on these trips. You know, on more inexpensively than than some might realize and everything. I know, unfortunately, I haven't drawn the tag the last two years, but 2018, 2019, we did that with uh, pronghorn in Montana. We did a, a do-it-yourself on uh, public land up there and everything, and it was it was a relatively inexpensive hunt. We were successful the first year, second year we weren't. And just like you were saying, you know, you you might not come back with uh, with any meat in the cooler or or antlers for the wall, but you're coming back with with experience and knowledge that there's no way you would have had otherwise. So yeah, so true. Absolutely, yeah. love it. Well, Dave. I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all this stuff with us um, today on our podcast and everything, but I can't let you go without hitting you with a few questions that we ask all of our first time guests on the podcast. So Far out. first, go. the first one is what is your, or one of your favorite hunting memories and tell us a little bit about it. Uh, wow. You know, I'm going to give one a little bit recently and it's a little bit, it's, it's, um, um, this is a tougher one, right? So, um, uh, it would have to be when my middle godson, uh, killed his first deer up on my land. Um, and, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, Nicholas, um, uh, we lost Nicholas, uh, last year mm. and, um, uh, he was the best rifle shot. Uh, I mean, he was a better rifle shot than I am. I could not believe how good of a shot that kid was naturally um but uh he couldn't shoot a bow to save his life man he just uh, <laughs> it's like yeah you know what worked for him with a gun did not work for him with a bow and so that that boy would launch a lot of ear arrows and uh you know i i just have been you know just finishing this season i spent a lot of time in the double ladder stand that he and i spent so much time in and just watching him get that first uh bow kill um has got to be to the top of the food chain this young man just so passionate, passionate for the outdoors. I mean, I taught to still hunt. I mean, uh, all the stuff. I just, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time with that 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 boy, and um, and just watching watching that uh, was 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 great. And and I've had great times with his dad too. So his dad's another Army veteran. Uh, was in the first Gulf War, and, um, and so you know, I've got a bunch with him. But my best ones with his boy. That's awesome. 
I, yeah. I, I love hearing, cause, cause we've asked that question to countless number of guests at this point on this podcast. And it's, I, I would say at, at least half of the folks that we asked that question about their, their memory revolves around somebody that they were with being successful. And I yeah. like, I, I think that just goes to showcase the, the true brotherhood and family aspect of, of what we do. Not, uh, you know, I mean, we talked about the brotherhood side of everything from the, from the mental health network and stuff, but just, just as hunters, man, like being happy for, for somebody else that you've invested time and time and knowledge and, and that you love, you know, being happy for them to be successful is awesome. So, all right. Second question. And we might have already, uh, hit it with our earlier conversation, but the next question we ask are what is, uh, at the top of your hunting bucket list that you haven't gotten to do yet? And I know you already mentioned the caribou that you're that you're getting to go on later this year, but yeah. Well, other than that caribou hunt, um, I have to say it would have to be you know a successful elk trip, you know. <laughs> so I've I, you know that that's got to be. I mean, that's and some of me is like you know why am I chasing a bit caribou? I haven't had a. <laughs> I'm still kind of horny for elk, but uh, <laughs> um, this is opportunistic, right? So uh, I got to say that you know it's. Um, you know, those are majestic animals too, and they have such a pristine way about them. And, uh, and you know, it's they're not set up for great archery. <laughs> you gotta have your game on, man. Uh, you know, I gotta say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back at it and having a successful archery elk hunt. <laughs> awesome. Good deal, man. I probably would be moody if I went elk hunting again and I didn't come back. Okay, fourth, I might start getting a little moody and I might have to start selling out some money to, to at least a half guide. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, third and final question to wrap things up. Again, we've talked about heart support. We've talked about veteran first responder mental health, the network, the support system that you guys are, are actively building and developing. If you had to give one big piece of advice to somebody listening to this or listening to this episode, watching the video, whatever it is, um, whether they're a hunter, a veteran, a first responder, if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody who, who might be, might feel like they're struggling a little bit with some of this stuff, what would it be? Uh, I mean, I, I'm probably my favorite question of the bunch, and and um, I want to answer that, you know, you know, with some intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I found going through life, and you know, I I tended to be kind of an A or A type of personality, where I'm fairly aggressive on um, on the way I, you know, maybe passionate's a better word, right? So, so um, uh, what I found now that I'm a little bit older. Um, is the things that I, 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 uh, I let the stresses that I allowed to, to really consume me weren't worth it. Right. And, and, and in certain ways, you know, if I, I've learned that, listen, if, if somebody's not going to be my champion, I'm probably not going to let them be my, uh, my critic. So I, I really, you know, you know, don't give as much voice to people, to people that are, that are, you know, critical in my ear. Uh, and, um, and then, and then learning to, you know, the value and really the fun and developing kind of, uh, you know, a tribe, you know, uh, you know, whether it's a tribe of one, two, three, or four, it's not really all the numbers is not that important, but the, the, you know, if we're struggling right now with just our identity, maybe purpose, hope, 
right? Those things, um, you know, uh, begin to open up your eyes and, and, you know, look to somebody in, in your periphery that you can just, you know, kind of solidify a relationship with and say, hey, you know, hey, do you mind if, you know, if I, uh, if we kind of bounce things off each other, I could, I could use a, I could use somebody to listen. And then, um, and then, but here's the thing, please don't fix me, just listen, right? So, um, you know, I've got that with Mac, uh, Command Sergeant Major Mac, my buddy Larry, just, just, um, you know, guys that you can just open up to and I really want to encourage that you know I know I mean I grew up in a, a generation of tough guys was you know I might have fit, you know I've probably been knuckles a bunch of times right so um, you know just uh, I found uh, as I've gotten a little bit older um, that you know some of that stuff just doesn't really matter anymore what does matter is giving myself permission to have compassion out for somebody else and then to be around people who might have some compassion from where I'm at and, and also embrace my own personality for crying out loud. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we, we have a personality type that we says, man, I wish I wasn't like this. Well, man, I mean, you know, some of these personality types, you were born for a purpose, right? So use that personality to, you know, find out what that personality is allowing you to accomplish that somebody with a different personality type can accomplish, right? Purpose. Yeah. I, I'd probably open it that way, you know? Uh, surround yourself with some with people that can kind of infuse you with some hope, with some uh, purpose, and and um, and you know you know look at your identity, right? Our identity isn't necessarily our job or you know our relationships. Our identity is you know who we are at our core. We're, we're you know sons and daughters, right? So um, you know, uh, you know I encourage that. I guess I close that whole thread with you know limit the negativity, man. You know, I, I've really had to just, you know, t- have a lot of the division that culture's thrown at us and make it take a back seat. Listen, I, I have opinions too, right? Why do I have to separate myself from people who disagree with me, right? If, if we can, we can, you know, let's take some of that negative energy and just, you know, show it to the hand. I'm just not going to go down there. I don't know how bad, pa- I don't care how passionate you are. If it's turning your heart into neg- negative, you know, just lack of hope, maybe it's not worth, maybe it's not worth your time. Yeah. You know? Man, I I couldn't have said it better. Spot on. Yeah, you're you're on the front lines with this, bro. I mean, I bet a lot of the things you you answer, especially on the mental health side, is is perspective and life they're dealing with. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dave, thank you. I appreciate, like I said, you you taking the time to join us for a podcast to to share what you guys are doing over there at heart support this event coming up again to our, our awesome. listeners and our viewers guys go check that out and if you're able to to make it down to glen rose texas march 25th and 26th um head on over to their website social media either them or the veterans project can you get you guys there and uh uh, find out how you can sign up and all that good stuff and, awesome. and get registered you can find me on instagram dave king hs right there just very simple um, you guys got a uh, follow-up session on, on Instagram? Yep, Instagram yep. and all, all the social medias, yes, sir. All right, I'll find you there. Yes, sir. All right, brother. All right, Dave, I appreciate it, guys. For our listeners, thank you guys for listening to another follow-up session podcast. Like I just mentioned to Dave, we are on all the social media platforms, so be sure that you go follow follow-up session, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're putting out uh, multiple new videos a week related to hunting in the outdoors. All of our content is found on our website, fallobsession.com, as well as some of our apparel. Uh, On that website, you can also listen to these podcast episodes, and there's a forum on our uh, podcast webpage for uh, you guys to provide feedback if you'd like to. Um, Send us some topic suggestions for episode 100. It's coming up here in a a few weeks. Congratulations. uh, 
Yeah, I know a big, big milestone for us. We're, we're looking forward to it. So we're, we're giving our listeners and viewers a chance to, to kind of throw us some questions during that episode. And, um, guys, again, you can do that from fallobsession.com slash podcast. Um, and then also before I forget sponsor segment, Ridge Rock Hunt Company and Rockin' the Hat. Um, there are podcast, uh, sponsors and Derek and Lacey over there in Mississippi, they book hunts. They'll get you set up with a, a vetted outfitter, um, in North America, whatever you're looking to hunt and they'll work with you and hopefully try to find something that'll work within your price range as well. They're good people over there and they'll get you taken care of. So awesome. Dave. Thank you again, yeah. sir. All right, brother. Have a have a good one, and we'll uh, you know hopefully see you guys out in Texas. Absolutely, yeah. Have right. a safe trip coming down here pretty soon. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening, and as always, we'll be back again with y'all next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode. We'll catch you then.